Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Coming to you live from Atlanta, but raised on the mean streets of Philly. You'll be able to tell quickly. Just listen. It's the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks so much for joining the John Kincaid Show here on CBS Sports Radio. We're at halftime. So now the halftime adjustments have been made. Anthony, literally, how he coaches me up, he says, okay, everything you were doing in the first half of the show, do something different in the second half. Such a supportive coach. He's the Adam Gase of coaching here. (laughs) Hey, hey. (laughs) You got just as goofy a look to you as Adam Gase when when you're staring at me. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. If you want to see your loan options, adjust payments, and closing costs online in real time, my friends at Rocket Mortgage can help. Rocket can. Appreciate them being a part of things here on the John Cage Show on CBS Sports Radio. Hopefully you've had a great time. We're going to have plenty more fun with you during the course of the show today. I will have my college football playoff four coming your way in just a few moments here on the show. Again, sometimes people get caught up in their feelings. And as you know, I hate it when we talk about grown men and their feelings. Now I have a listener sending me an email. Catherine, Catherine, I love you and I appreciate that. And I sent her back a little nice little love note missive for listening and everything. And she says, John, do me a favor. Stop saying grown men. Because grown women, too, shouldn't act like you say. So just say adults shouldn't act like this. Okay. I have a problem when adults in sports, I'll take Catherine's directive. I have a problem when adults in sports get caught up in all their feelings. And I just saw a commercial over the weekend that, that Hallmark, the Hallmark channel. I know my buddy Ryan Pavey is, uh, I think he's starring in like five of those Hallmark Christmas movies right now. He's like the resident hunk. That comes to town. And, you know, he's, he's, you know he's, he's in every one of them. I've said before, if I look like Ryan Pavey, I'd walk around naked. I just wouldn't even put on clothes. But he'll be the hunk in, like, every one of these movies on the Hallmark Channel. But uh, I digress. When grown men get caught up in their feelings, you might as well be sitting watching Hallmark Channel Christmas movies. 
And my buddy Carlos Medina, Front Office Los, you've heard him many times here on the show. Follow him at Front Office Los on Twitter. Uh, We've played the little game before where I give him a location, a city. Anthony, we've done this on the show back in Atlanta when I had a show. Uh, we would get, I would give him the city. I would give him the occupation of the man and occupation of the woman. And he would give us the premise for the Hallmark movie. <laughs> he would spit out the premise for the Hallmark movie in like 10 seconds. He would have it figured out. I'd say Lubbock, Texas. The guy's a plumber. And the woman's a school teacher. And he would come up with the premise for the movie and spit it out. He was brilliant with it. You could, you could, you could tweet him at front office Los, give him the scenarios. You give him the location, and you give him the two occupations, the man's occupation and the woman's occupation. And I guess, too, now you can do the same-sex couples because they're doing that now on the Hallmark Channel, too. They have the same-sex couple uh, movies, too. You could do that, too, too. Tweet front office Los and tweet him that scenario, and he will spit back at you. The Hallmark movie premise. Anthony, time to expose yourself publicly. And I don't mean that way, Pee Wee Herman. You, you've watched the Hallmark Channel movies. You have wa- I bet you you have watched more than one Hallmark Channel movie. Uh, I've seen a couple over the years. Why? 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 Are you caught up in your feelings? I am. It is? It's about your feelings? And I'm man enough to admit it. <laughs> You're not man enough. You're... You've seen some of these premises. <laughs> oh, my God. It's the same movie every time. Same movie every time. The hunky man uh, is widowed. His wife was killed in a tractor accident. <laughs> and so to raise his kids, he moves back home to his hometown where he runs into his high school sweetheart who never found love in her life. And she's the school marm at the local school. And they reconnect and find love. And they realize that they have to break up, though, along the way, because they find out that the thing that broke them up in the past broke them up in the present. You know that's the premise of every one of these movies, Anthony. So you're getting caught up in your feelings. Nick Saban had grown men and, I should say adults, caught up in their feelings yesterday when at the end of the first half, he's being interviewed on CBS and the idea of Jalen Waddle and his injury comes up. And here's what Nick Saban had to say. What have you been told about the severity of Jalen Waddle's injury? He's, uh, he's out. He's out. He's out for the year. And it's a shame because the guy's a great player. It's exciting for college football to see a guy play like that. Um, I hate it that he gets hurt on a play like that. Um, you know, not supposed to bring a ball out when you're that deep in the end zone, but he's a great player, so, you know, you got to give him, let him use his judgment. What did Nick Saban say that possibly offended grown men and adults on social media? Did, did Nick Saban just blame Jalen Waddle for his injury? Hell yeah, he did. Because there was no reason to do what he did. And guess what? He, if you don't understand that he feels for the young man and you don't understand that he's torn up about this young man's season being over and for his team's chances 
losing a guy like Jalen Waddle, you're not paying attention. But what could possibly have set off social media yesterday like it did? Oh, did, did Nick Saban just blame Jalen Waddle for his injury? Yes! He sort of did. It was poor judgment. And when, he, and when he fielded the ball and took it out of the end zone, it was a poor judgment decision. End of statement. Then Jalen Waddle gets injured on the play, making the after making the poor judgment, he gets injured. End of statement. Both of them are completely true. Sometimes guys think because they're Superman, because they are supremely talented, that they're in a position to be able to do anything. They touch the ball, and they can do anything. They can handle it. Sometimes that's a bad decision. If you're pissed that Nick Saban shared that opinion on national television, or you're trying to make it out like, oh, what a cold, heartless SOB he is. I've got to tell you, you are real. You're watching too many Hallmark movies. You're watching way too many. Because you are in up in your feelings too much. Jalen Waddell made a bad decision. Period. End of sentence. Stop. Legitimate statement. Nick Saban feels deeply for Jalen Waddell and is terrible, feels terrible about his injury. Stop. End of statement. Both are completely true. The fact that he said them within the same soundbite, if that sets you off, I'm just going to tell you, grow up. You're in your feelings. That Nick Saban, he said something honest in an interview on live television. Nick Saban was honest with you, and you're pissed about it. Welcome to the Hallmark Channel, where a computer executive in Tuscaloosa who hasn't found love, it may be because his Twitter handle is BamaFan2034, And because he hasn't found love, he's obsessed with Alabama football. And he thinks that Nick Saban said something mean. He didn't say anything mean. He said something absolutely factual. Grow up. Grow up. Uncle John telling you to grow up. Thank you. That's this week's edition of the Hallmark Channel movie. A Christmas in Tuscaloosa, we'll call it. By the way, Tuscaloosa blew our socks off. Got to tell you, blew our socks off on our college visit. It was absolutely awesome. All right, it's time for my playoff four in college football. Every week, John Kincaid puts the top teams in college football on notice. It's time for J.K.'s Playoff Four. Oh, we got changes this week. Last week, I only gave you two teams because I was so disgusted with what I've seen. So I've decided to give you four this week. I'll, I'll, I'll stand to it. It's my playoff four. And obviously this will be updated as we go along. Number one team in the country, Alabama, not Clemson. See, caught you. Alabama's resume is better than Clemson's right now, period. Better resume, they get the nod. Alabama one, Clemson two. They are razor-thin margins, and they are the two best teams in the country. 
No questions asked, so don't get up in your feelings, Clemson fans. Number three, Ohio State. I've only seen them play once. And honestly, in the Big Ten, they, they, they can empty the benches in most games. Sort of like they do when they play Michigan every year. Ohio State already jumps to three. And Oklahoma State, they made an appearance two weeks ago. I will put them back in again. They're unbeaten. They got a chance to salvage the Big 12's chances to put a team in the college football playoff. So, pistols firing. Alabama 1, Clemson 2, Ohio State 3, Oklahoma State 4. There is my playoff 4 in the world of college football. Here on the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. How about that? How about that? Nobody better be complaining about that one. Our phone number is available for you at any time that you want to join us at 855-212-4CBS. And we're not going to charge you to call us because the call is sponsored by Geico. They pay for it. If you want to know what's really scary, it's realizing that you've been overpaying for car insurance forever, and my friends from Geico will help you when you make the switch. Don't let the uh, cost of auto insurance keep you up at night, and all kinds of insurance too, boats and motorcycles and everything. Make the switch to Geico and start saving today. 855-212-4CBS if you want to join us. Tyler Sullivan, who covers the NFL, a columnist for the uh, CBS Sports HQ and CBSSports.com. Tyler Sullivan joins us around 38 minutes past the hour, and we will look at this week's games. And I will ask him, who's running the show in Tampa? Is it Tom Brady? Or is it Bruce Arians? And did Bruce Arians just get honestly exposed? He told Tiki and Tierney on our network back in March that Antonio Brown wasn't a fit. I wonder what Tyler Sullivan thinks about the fit. And also, too, about the lousy condition of the NFC East. And more. We'll get to that coming up a little bit later on in the hour. When there is an open mic, you have to realize anytime you're in front of a microphone, the microphone could be on. If that ever happens, and I say something inappropriate because I thought the microphone was off, it'll be Anthony Pierno that I get fired. I will do everything in my power to get Anthony Pierno fired. So, Tony, just so you know, at Tony Pierno on Twitter, just so you know, there's nothing, there's nothing where I wouldn't go to bat for you. But if you screw up and leave my microphone open, when I'm singing one of my dumb song parodies or, or just being stupid and goofy, whatever. Yeah. Um, that, do you hear with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on the whole flyover thing? Yes, I What'd did you see think that. What do you think about that? What, did you, what was your thought about that? Now, when you have a microphone on, you have to realize that the microphone's open, right? So it's, it is the host's responsibility to realize they could say anything. I mean, you would think, I mean, because this is not the first time. I mean, we've seen announcers get yes. in trouble for this kind of stuff. So you think you would be more mindful? And now, listen, what, it's not only open mic; it's also open uh, laptop cameras as well. Sure, it certainly has. <laughs> Watch may, out, people! Yeah, I'm telling you. Watch make sure out. you're off that Zoom call. Yeah, be sure. Seriously, I know I've been on some Zoom calls that were really boring. I've been on some ones that are just terrible. By the way, does everything <laughs> does everything have to be on a Zoom call now? I used to have conference calls on things. I used to have conference calls where I never saw anybody else's face. 
where I didn't have to worry about making sure that I look damn good because, well, I do. And I, I didn't have to worry about fixing my hair and looking great and impressing a client. I remember doing a phone call where I could have been sitting there in my boxers and, and, doing, a, and doing a call, just doing the call, not pulling at Jeffrey Tubin. And the, I don't understand, why, why does everything have to be on a Zoom call now, Anthony? Why do I have to do Zoom meetings? Why can't we just do conference calls? Why does everybody have to see each other's face? Or, if you're a CNN legal analyst, you may be seeing something more. <laughs> Maybe seeing something more. I mean, how boring was the call is what I'd just like to, to get to. But, I mean, uh, look, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck need to know better. But, again, if you're offended, what I would say is this. I'm never offended if someone owns what they say. If you own what you say, I'm not going to be offended by it. Own what you say. Don't say stuff and then after the fact say, well, I didn't know I was on microphone and that's not how I really feel. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman sort of fall over themselves to... You know, be like, well, no, it, it wasn't political. Nothing was political about it. Sure it was. Shush. Sure it was. Stop. Don't pee on my shoe and tell me it's raining. Yeah, when you think you're not on camera on mic, that's when your true feelings come out. Correct. Didn't we see that with Tom Brenneman and the Cincinnati Reds this year? Tom Brenneman? I never used that term. I've never used that term before. I don't want to see people in the media get destroyed for stupid things. And by the way, if you're upset about Aikman and, and Joe Buck and their politics, get, get a clue. Get a clue. Just to get, again, get out of your feelings. You're obsessed. Too much cable news for you. But when you do get exposed, not like Jeffrey Tubin, when you do get exposed, uh, I believe you need to own what you say. And stop trying to, like, dance around it and act like, oh, well, that's not what I meant, and it's being taken out of context, and I really do love these things. By the way, if you also don't understand that the military flyovers are already in the budget, they're already in the budget every year as training hours for the flight pilots who need training hours, that that's built into the budget so it's not extra money. If you don't understand that, you haven't done your research and you don't read. And if you also don't understand that military flyovers happened during the Obama-Biden years. And they happened under George W. Bush. And they happened under Bill Clinton. And they happened under George H.W. Bush. Then again, you're just not, you're, you're uneducated. They're already in the budget, so they're not wasting money. They would be doing that anyway. They'd be doing those hours, those flight hours, the preparation, the planning, everything like that. They'd be doing that anyway. So they're not wasting money. So take that false narrative, get yourself educated, and move on from it. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, do your research next time so you don't come out with stupid statements like that. They would be having to do those flying hours anyway. And more importantly, yes, whoever the next president of the United States is, whoever it is, there will be flyovers. It doesn't matter if the president will be Democrat, Republican, or otherwise. So again, educate yourself. Go back and see how many times they did flyovers when the Democrats were in office or Republicans in office. It doesn't matter. It only matters to people who are obsessed 
with politics. And if you're obsessed with it, I suggest another hobby. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4CBS. Does how your team wins matter to you? We'll get to it next. John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. This is the John Kincaid Show. The glass is never half empty here because a glass can't be half empty. More insights like that coming your way on the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. We don't do stupid cliches. We don't do Mount Rushmore shows. We don't do survey radio. I know it's Halloween week. Tell us your go-to candy. What's the candy you're going to be taking out of your kid's basket? What was your favorite candy when you were a kid? What are you giving out tonight? No, we're not doing that. But don't worry, because every other freaking show in our industry is going to do it this week. Don't worry about it. So we're not going to be doing it here, but everybody else will be doing it in the industry, so you'll get to hear it. What's your favorite candy? How much candy do you eat? What's the candy bar you can't stop eating? Unbelievable. This is so good. I stood in the pouring rain last night watching a play. And it was raining at Maris last night. Kids did a good job in the uh, show. Congratulations to them. They did a really nice work. All right, 855-212-4CBS. Tim in Oklahoma joins us. Tim, good morning. I put one of your teams in the top four of college football. How about that? JK, brilliant radio as always. And <laughs> I got to tell you, I've added the professor to my prayer list. My Sunday mornings are always Oh, insane. yes. Get up. Thank the good Lord for another breath and listening to you and Anthony. Crisp, crisp show this morning. Appreciate it. I got to tell you, my wife, my beautiful wife of over 33 years, she watches the Hallmark Channel. And you're right on, brother. I mean, I can go in 30 seconds, an hour, or an hour and a half into that show, and I've got it nailed. And you nailed it, too. You know the premise. Now, now your wife... Now, here's the problem, Tim. You're married 33 years, and she's still, she's still your beautiful bride. I love hearing that. Uh, let me oh, tell you let something. let me tell you. She let is beautiful, and she's everything that's great about our family. Well, let JK. me tell you. Let me tell you something, though. Yes, sir. When she's daydreaming during the daytime, oh, she's, boy, daydr- she's, she's daydreaming about my buddy Ryan Pavey. Uh, you're going to you're gonna have to Google Ryan Pavey. He is an Adonis. And and she she's she's and I I'll tweet out my picture with Ryan Pavey a little bit later on my social media is he she's dreaming all these women they're dreaming so when she's 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 seeing you across the dinner table these Hallmark movies are making her she's actually seeing Ryan I'm just, just telling got you. in my head now I can't even continue <laughs> but let, let me tell you about Oklahoma State football and this yes. is really gonna hurt some of my Oklahoma brethren and sister right. reside south of. Uh, Stillwater. You know, Oklahoma State, this is what they do, J.K. They tackle. They tackle really well. And that's been a problem with a certain team down in Norman. And yeah, they I have think been. Oklahoma, yeah, they, they don't tackle down in Norman. They really don't. And if they could tackle, like the Stillwater guys, they would be doing a lot better. But, hey, J.K., I'm going to let you go. Thank Thanks, you for Tim. my call. Last you, Sunday morning. Ask Jason your said. if you want to get it. No, ask your no, ask your wife. Ask your I wife if she out. knows. I can't do it. Bye, JK. See you, buddy. <laughs> Anthony, you've watched enough <laughs> of those Hallmark movies. 
Do you know my friend Ryan Pavey? I just looked him up, and I do. Or I do recall seeing him on the yes. commercials. He's been like in every one of these movies. Because I do watch a Hallmark Channel for A Little House on the Prairie. Oh, <laughs> seriously, Ryan is—he's it's—it's unfair. It's unfair to be that good looking. It's unfair. And I'll tweet my picture out. I'm I'm confident enough. I will send out the picture of me and Ryan Pavey tending bar at the Haunted Star on the set of General Hospital. And I can tell you, I'm confident enough to put my picture next to his. Now, I don't want to walk around in my underwear next to him because let's just say there'd be one choice. Fred in South Carolina joins us. Fred, change the subject here. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great, John. Doing great. Hope you're having a great morning. Uh, yeah, like glad to have you on the show. You. What's going on? Yes, sir. I just wanted to call and tell you uh, I appreciate you bringing the military flyover uh, to the public's attention. Uh, it, that that means a lot. I wasn't able to join the service uh, due to heart condition back. And I'm 68, so I'm still doing fine. For getting ready to play the member, member golf tournament. But uh, I... I uh, I know this for a fact. Uh, I've got a brother-in-law. They have a house down in Charleston. We were out on uh, Kiowa Beach uh, a while back, and uh, this guy was behind us, and then he gets up and he starts shining. It looks like a mirror, and so I just bring up a conversation to him, and he said, just hold on a minute, and he said, some of my guys are getting ready to do a flyover for a training mission, and one of the planes was a cargo plane, a huge cargo plane, that was flying down the beach, uh, and one of them was two. Well, then there was uh, right after that, there was two or three uh, uh, jet fighter fighter planes that right. was really cool that flew down the beach. So I got into conversation with him about that same situation. Where did they go? How often do they do it? Uh, and about the flyovers, I'm a big Crimson fan. Uh, go Tigers, by the way. And uh, got into conversation about football and such as that. So he told me uh, he was actually uh, over the maintenance or something other. But anyway, I I, uh, I actually sent out a tweet uh, to Joe Buck and uh, Troy Aitman and, uh, with my displeasure, but, of course, I didn't get any response back. Well, I mean, the, I did want to call you and tell you I appreciate what you said. I appreciate Thank you, Fred, and have a great day. Uh, it doesn't take It doesn't take a long time to get educated on topics. And there are many topics, so I'm not killing Joe Buck and Troy Aikman for it. I'm not killing them for it because there are many times where I've spoken and then gone and done the research and then said, okay, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Or I made a mistake there. But to be ignorant enough, I even went back and found games that Joe Buck and Troy Aikman did under the Obama-Biden years where they had flyovers. So the ignorance of the statement is what bothered me. Oh, yeah, this won't be happening if there's, you know, a uh, Harris-Biden presidency. And by the way, it's not that way. It's the opposite way. Uh, there, that won't be happening. To be that, that's an ignorant statement. And more importantly, what's even more ignorant is people going, what a waste of money. Waste of money. Really? Were you tweeting that out? When it happened under the last administration. And by the way, it happened under Democrats, happened under Republicans. And flyovers are not wasting money. They are training hours that are already in the budget. That would be done otherwise. They would be done. So it doesn't take long to get educated. Take two minutes. 
Get educated on topics. And more importantly, don't have amnesia. Joe Buck and Troy Aikman have done games under Democratic administrations where they did flyovers. So the ignorant attitude or idea that, oh, well, you know, they, this wouldn't be happening if we had a Democrat in there. Really? Do you two have amnesia? Sometimes hair dye can cause little memory issues. I'm just saying, be careful with that. Because Joe's going really golden, golden yellow right now. Me, on the other hand, you get what I got. And man, does it look good. It looks good. We always serve football with a side of strong opinion. Now back to the J.K. Show on CBS Sports Radio. I so appreciate you making the John Kincaid Show part of your weekly routine. Whether you're listening on one of our great CBS Sports Radio local affiliates, whether you're on Sirius XM 206, which is how I consume the network many times when I'm out and about. Maybe it's that Radio.com app, which lets you rewind like 24 hours. So if you sleep through the first two hours of the show, you can always start listening from the beginning and catch up. We love it when you're part of the show. I love it when I pick the brains of guys who immerse themselves, who bathe in the NFL. Tyler Sullivan's one of those for CBS Sports HQ and CBSSports.com. And he joins us here on the John Kincaid Show. Tyler, what's up this morning? How are you? What's going on? Happy Week 7. I am asking you to play psychiatrist this morning. Are you up to the challenge? I, I think so. I'll, I'll see if I can brush off the uh, the old psychiatry degree. Okay, I'll, 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 I'm, I'm wondering here. Bruce Arians is on the couch. And Bruce Arians is saying to you, Dr. Sullivan, Dr. Sullivan, I went public in print and on CBS Sports Radio earlier this year saying Antonio Brown doesn't fit for my team. He wouldn't be a fit for my locker room. I know the guy, and I don't want him. And now all of a sudden... Antonio Brown's going to be part of my team. How do I come back from that when it appears Tom Brady is calling all the shots in Tampa? Yeah, and this is one of those things that we've looked at when Tom Brady was making that decision, going from New England to Tampa Bay, where one of the big distinctions was, is he going to have say in the roster? Is he going to have say in how his offense is constructed? Something that he really didn't have with the Patriots, certainly had input into how things would go with Josh McDaniels, a collaborative affair, but there was nothing on the lines of player movement, bringing guys in and out, what he wanted to target in free agency, and so forth. So this is one of those things that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers came to the table and pitched to Tom Brady, and this is one of the first times, because I'm not so sure if he was really banging the, the drum for Leonard Fournette to bring a guy like that in here, but this is one of those scenarios where Clearly, there's a relationship between Antonio Brown and Tom Brady. I mean, he was staying at his house for the brief moment. He was with the New England Patriots last season. So clearly, this is a guy that Tom Brady wants to play with. You went to the negotiating table with this chip in your back pocket. You played it, and now you have to cash. That's essentially what he has to deal with right now. Now going in terms of what does Bruce Arians say now that he basically was like, I do not want Antonio Brown on this team. You can point to a number of things. You could say injuries. Chris Godwin's been in and out. There's been some inconsistencies with Mike Evans throughout the course of the year. Obviously, they lost O.J. Howard for the year. You don't know what Gromankowski's going to really be. Started to emerge last week. So you can really point to say, listen, we didn't need him back in the summertime. We were all good to go. Now we're dealing with some injuries midseason. We have a guy that has a rapport with our quarterback, and that's where we're going to go. Well, Bruce Arians has to leave his appointment. You just got your $325 an hour, and now your next patient shows up. Brian Flores has just laid down on the couch. 
By the way, I always wonder why people lay down on the couch, why they do that in movies and TV. Do people really do that in therapy? I'm not sure. But uh, at your office, you have a very nice couch, by the way. Of course. You spent money on this. At three twenty-five an hour, you better. But uh, <laughs> Brian Flores is sitting on your – now he's laying down on your couch. And Brian Flores is wondering, did he lose some guys in his locker room by making a decision to move away from Ryan Fitzpatrick? Or did he convince – can he convince everybody that this was his decision – to make this change, and do you believe that Coach Flores made the decision on his own? I do. I, I listen. You know, as much as we love the story about Ryan Patrick and Fitz Magic and all of that stuff, we all know that he is not the future. Even Ryan Patrick knows that he is not the future in Miami. When you draft a guy as high as they did with Tua Tagovailoa, it's it's clear that there is going to be a point where they where they you know are going to make that change. Now, did they handle it the best way possible? You know, I, I don't I don't necessarily think so. Clearly there was some miscommunication there with what Ryan Fitzpatrick was expecting and what the Miami Dolphins ultimately end up doing. But you know, as much as we say that they're in contention in the AFC East, I mean they're a five hundred ball club right now. As much as we like to think that, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is willing them to the postseason through the first, you know, six weeks of the season going in, you know, going into their bye they're a 500 ball club, and they have a guy that is clearly getting ready to play, clearly wanting to make that switch. Whether or not they make a postseason run or not, clearly you have to look at the rest of the guys on that team, and specifically guys like like Kyle Van Noy and Byron Jones, guys that veterans that signed with this team for big money this offseason, thinking that they're going to kind of contend. Well, you say, listen, they might not contend this year. We might know, you know, who knows? Maybe Tungabello makes a, a tremendous run. But right now what we're doing is setting ourselves up the best way that we can for 2021. And that is getting to a ready to go for that season, getting him game reps because the only way that he is going to be an impactful player is for him to actually see some live rounds and live bullets and really throw it and sling it out there. Whether or not it looks pretty for the first couple of weeks or not, we need to go through that growing process. And right now we're just delaying that by playing Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's what I would say to my team. Dr. Tyler Sullivan joins us here from CBS Sports HQ and CBS Sports uh, covers the NFL. And uh, so now I'm going to ask you, NFL execs have come to you with this question, doctor. Are guys like Joe Burrow being damaged potentially in their careers because of the physical beatdown and maybe the mental beatdown that's going on with losing early in their careers. You want to throw these guys out there. You want them to play. But do you want them beaten up, and do you want them to have the mental beat-up that they're getting? Is Daniel Jones with the Giants, mm-hmm. is he going to have post-traumatic stress over what's went on in his early career? So look at Burrow and Jones. Give me a little idea. And so for me, I don't know if it's necessarily losing and losing games and all of that. I think that these guys – are professionals like you know Joe Burrow is a great example comes from LSU I mean tremendous background he knows how to win I don't think he's going to lose that in a season or two with the Cincinnati Bengals not being in contention in the AFC North I just don't I just don't believe that one thing I do believe in is the abuse and, and is the toll that these guys are going to take and we've seen it already with Joe Burrow he's getting beaten up same thing with Daniel Jones and you know something that I looked at in the game on Thursday night against Philadelphia on the interception that Daniel Jones threw to Evan Ingram, that I think was 100% credited to the poor offensive line of the New York Giants. He had to throw that ball like a bullet to Evan Ingram, you know, basically it was, you know, you know, five yards away. It was not, not a far pass, but he felt like he needed to get that ball out and out quickly. So he threw an absolute missile to Evan Ingram where it popped out of his hands and and went to the arms of a Philadelphia Eagles defender. To me, that is Daniel Jones knowing in the back of his mind that he is about to get crushed 
and needs to throw that football. So to me, that's where I think we have to look at with these young quarterbacks, not necessarily losing, but they knowing that they're going to get beat, not really having that trust in that offensive line. And it creates turnovers, maybe indirectly. It's not that he's getting sacked and it's a strip sack fumble or something along those lines. It's easier to identify, but something right there where he had to throw a bullet pass because he knew he was going to be under the gun. That, to me, is where you could start maybe losing these young quarterbacks. Well, Dr. Sullivan, I will not be paying you your fee because you're guesting on my show and I'm building up your practice. You're going to get a lot of patience <laughs> from this. But I want to lay on the couch for a second because I'm an Eagles mm-hmm. fan. I'm an Eagles fan, and I love watching Carson Wentz play. But I've got to tell you, I am incredibly frustrated that I believe his decision-making has regressed. Now, I realize he's faced more offensive injury, skill players, offensive line players than any quarterbacks had to deal with the last two seasons in the NFL. But to me, his decision-making, his ability, his inability to avoid taking a sack, his, 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 his constant desire to throw balls into, into inexplicable situations, but he then rescues the team. Does it matter that, is it just the end result that matters or should I be concerned? Well, obviously, you should be, you know, as much as you get to the destination that you want to get to, you also want to be efficient in how you get there. You're not going to go the back roads the entire way. You're going to have to take some highways every now and again. So certainly, you want to look at Carson Wentz and look to him to be a little bit more efficient. But this is, I think, one of those things where you kind of maybe look at it, and you, like you just said, there's clearly roster turnover and injuries. I mean, they're just getting an onslaught and injuries and, and an unfamiliarity with a lot of these pass catchers. I don't think anybody knew that he was going to be throwing to a guy named Fulgham for, for the right. course of the year. I, you know, it's just, it's one of those issues. And I think you can look at like maybe the pandemic as well. This is one of those caveats here that he didn't have a lot of the practice time with a lot of these guys. He doesn't really have that rapport in training camp. All of a sudden the guys that he did have a rapport with, well, they're not there anymore. Miles Sanders is injured. Zach Gertz is injured. Dallas Goddard's injured. Sean Jackson's injured. I mean, you can go Alshon Jeffrey, go down the list. All of those guys that he just had a built-in rapport with, they're no longer there. So now there's all of a sudden this this half-second tick delay, whatever you want to say, to make that decision. And in the NFL, you don't have that luxury. You don't have that time, especially when an offensive line that's also injured. So to me, I still believe in Carson Wentz. I still think that there's talent there. It's just that there's not talent around him to really let that flourish. All right, last two questions. Should the alarm sirens be going off? Is it justified? on the tenure of Mike McCarthy already as the Dallas coach? And also, conversely, should we have alarms over what we saw out of the Green Bay Packers last week? Well, I don't think that there should be alarms. I, I don't, I, there might be alarms for Mike McCarthy, but I just think that's because of the Dallas Cowboys and everybody's paying hypertension to Mike McCarthy and his status there. I ultimately don't believe this is going to be a one-year stint for him. Clearly, the Dak Prescott injury, at the very least, is going to give him some leeway in terms of, listen, you didn't have your star quarterback. You guys had a, you know, a high-flying offense. you got to fix the defense. We'll come back, regroup. Hopefully, Dak can get healthy. We'll go at, back at it next year. So, to me... He's going to get at least another year in Dallas to me. When you look at Green Bay, you know, it's going to be interesting. Obviously, you know, I do think that, you know, they're going to have a little bit of issues today, especially if Aaron Jones can't play. I think that that's going to be a big issue for them. We'll see what the rookie A.J. Dillon can do. But ultimately, I think they're going to be one of the contenders in the NFC. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be stellar. I think he's in that MVP hunt. So to me, I wouldn't sound the alarms for either of those teams just yet. There you go. Dr. Sullivan, you have Sunday office hours. That's very, very impressive. You, well, and you double the rate now. Oh, okay. Now you just, now it's bait and switch. <laughs> That's terrible. Thanks, Tyler. Appreciate it. No buddy. problem. There you go, man. Tyler Sullivan from CBS Sports HQ joining us here on the John Kincaid Show.
He isn't really a doctor, but he plays one on the radio. So there you go. You know what I think of Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones, to me, he reminds me of another quarterback in the NFL. And that quarterback played on a bad football team in the beginning of his career. He showed flashes of this guy really belongs. And then ended up fading out. And honestly, I think they sort of look like each other. Anthony, do you have any idea who I'm speaking of? You may be a little young. Joey, Harry, Joey Harrington. Well, they do look <laughs> They, they sort of look do look alike. alike. Yes. And by the way, Joey Harrington was one of the best dudes, one of the nicest guys. When he quarterbacked for the Falcons in the midst of the entire Michael Vick drama and everything, I didn't get to know Joey like personally or anything like that. We weren't trading cell phone numbers or anything, but a really, really good dude, really nice person. But Joey Harrington was checked down, Joey. And it was check down, check down, check down, check down. And it was safe, 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 safe. And I don't know if that's the offensive system that Daniel Jones is being asked to execute. But to me, Daniel Jones reminds me so much of Joey Harrington. And in a way, that's good. Because I think Joey Harrington, he ended up getting beaten down by the losing. And I wonder whether, in retrospect, we will look back and think, man, Daniel Jones just got beaten down by the losing. Because he should have won that game the other night. He should have. You're winning 21-10 to 10 with five minutes to go in a football game. You should win that game. And, yes, Daniel Jones wasn't the main reason they lost by any stretch of the imagination. But I wonder mentally, psyche-wise, whether Daniel Jones is becoming Joey Harrington. He's a guy that's going to check down, check down, check down. Safe, 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 safe. And whether all this losing is going to have a post-traumatic stress on him. We'll talk more about it. All right, coming up. Does how your team wins matter? Or does it just count what the record is? Plus, I want to know more about Dallas and Green Bay. And Major League Baseball is about to make a major mistake. I'll warn them off it. Final quarter of the John Kincaid Show. It's an hour. Coming your way next on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 